Hello, hello. Welcome back to my Big Sisters podcast. I'm your host, Tina Kosnick. How are you guys? I am feeling a little sick. I think I'm coming down with a cold. My boyfriend had a cold all last week and I slept in. (laughs) I slept in the spare bedroom in Cher's room to avoid getting sick. But obviously when you live together, there's like only so much you could do. Um... So I definitely feel like I'm coming down with a cold. It doesn't feel COVID-ish. I've had COVID three times. I mean, I don't know. So I've decided that if my body starts to hurt or if I feel like I'm getting a lot worse by tonight, I'm just going to go to urgent care right away, get tested, see if I need antibiotics, the whole, the whole bag. Because what I learned about having COVID three times is the earlier you catch it, the faster you'll recover because you can get the meds and the meds really work. So that's my that's my plan. Hopefully I can get through this whole episode um, because I do feel a little like spacey. Do you get like that when you're sick? I'm one of those people that for the life of me, I can't push through. Like <laughs> if I am sick, my brain is like mush. There's just no cognition going on. Okay. I'm just dumb as hell. I'm spacey. Like you could tell something's off, right? So I'm going to do my best because I really, really, really wanted to record this episode. Now, let me tell you what today's episode is about. Today's episode is going to be focused on Michaela. I don't know how to say her last name. I think it's Michaela Lungera. Hold on. Let me read it. Let me look at the name. She is the popular TikToker beauty influencer. Um, her Instagram is Michaela J Makeup. Her first name on Instagram is Michaela Jane. On TikTok, her name I, I on TikTok I think is Michaela and her last name. I don't know. I don't know how to say it. But if you've been following the story you know what I'm talking about. So there's a very famous TikToker, Michaela Lungera. I'm so sorry if I'm saying it wrong, Michaela. I mean, I doubt this would reach her, but just in case (laughs) I'm saying it wrong. Um, I really want to say it right. Hold on. Bear with me, guys. Like I said, I'm just, you know, I'm fully, fully not myself today. And I wanted to prepare, but I'm kind of rushing. Let me tell you why I'm rushing. I was I planned on recording this yesterday and then all of this drama broke out and it and it it was it was going more viral than I thought it would because this is a topic I love to discuss I love talking about influencer careers and influencers I love that topic but I didn't know if you guys would love the topic then I'm scrolling I'm on Instagram stories if you don't follow the podcast Instagram it's at my big sister's podcast on Instagram and I talk about like the hot topics there And it really is. A lot of people are interested in it. So then I was like, okay, wait, let me wait till tomorrow to see if Michaela makes a statement just like to collect more data. Um, And I, bitch, I thought my boyfriend would be going out. Usually every Sunday he's out, he's out and about doing his thing. He's fucking coming back soon. And I was like, fuck, because I hate recording when he's home and bless his heart. He's great, but he likes to be up in the shit. Okay. If I'm recording something, I think I've said this to you guys before. I used to have, um, when I would record YouTube videos and he was home, guess who's popping his head in? 
if I'm over here talking, he'll say like, oh, okay, I'll leave you alone. I'll leave you alone. If he hears the topic, he'll come barging right in <laughs> and insert himself. So, and it's, it's also a little bit uncomfortable too. Do you know what I mean? Like, I'm not a very shy person, but it's very like, I don't know. It just feels like, I don't know. Cause I can record in front of my mom and I don't care. But I think, I don't know. I don't know what it is, but I like to record by myself because it also helps me keep keep my thoughts in order, you know? So right now he's out, but he's coming back soon. So I'm like, let me just fucking get this out of the way. And if anything, we'll I'll record a second episode tomorrow when he's not home. We'll do we'll do multiple episodes this week if I if I can't fit it all in. Okay, got it, got it. Okay, so that's why I'm not like fully prepared. Usually I have a nice outline with my podcast notepad. You guys have seen it. I'll post a picture of it. Usually I I just dropped my charger. Usually I have a nice outline. I don't have that today. Okay, my notes aren't completely put together at the moment. (laughs) Let me search her name and lower my volume. Okay. Her last name is spelt N-O-G-U-E-I-R-A. So is that Nugera? Nugaira? I should have looked it up. Again, I I apologize if I don't I don't know where she's from. She looks um what does she look to me? She sorry, I don't mean to sniff. Is she Irish looking? Does she look British? No. I don't know. You tell me your thoughts. She just just looks white from Massachusetts. She is 24 years old. Michaela Nogueira, 13.5 million followers on TikTok. The reason this is coming up today. So today we're going to discuss influencers feeling entitled. (laughs) Influencers forgetting where they came from. I love when people say that they forgot where they came from, which I want to address as well. And influencers just coming off greedy and out of touch and tone deaf, you know, you know, all the, you know, all the things this is, and I've been wanting to talk about this anyway. So I just figured this is a great opportunity because it's like literally the perfect example. So Michaela's 24 years old. She's got 13.5 million TikTok followers. She's got 2 million followers on Instagram. She blew up really quick. So she started her videos 2020 on TikTok and during the pandemic, it just snowballed. She just took off. People really appreciated that. She's not the typical beauty influencer. Um, we're used to 2016 beauty influencers where the girls are, what's the word? Meeting the beauty standards. 100 pounds, <laughs> long, perfect hair, perfect smile, perfect eyelids, perfect skin, Perfect, 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 following the footsteps of the Kardashians. Now, I know some people don't agree that that's considered perfect. I know, but you know what the fuck I'm talking about. Come on. You know what I'm saying. You know what I'm talking about, okay? And people are getting really sick of that. They don't want to see the most gorgeous girl again being famous on Instagram just because she's pretty. And this also created the whole discourse of 
why real, quote, real makeup artists, freelancers, professionals hate beauty influencers because they're only popular because they're pretty. They're not popular because they're talented. That's a whole other discussion. So when Michaela came on the scene, she's very cute. But she doesn't look like the beauty influencers that you're used to from 2016. Let's call it what it is. She had acne. She's not 100 pounds. And she really leaned into that. She wasn't shy to show like, listen, I have acne. This is how I cover it. This is what I use for acne coverage. I'm doing this to lose weight because I want to be healthier for myself. She was sharing all that. And that's kind of like a breath of fresh air because people don't look... Who's a top beauty influencer that looks Amrezy? People don't look like Amrezy. Perfect skin, perfect lips, perfect outfits. I mean, did you watch Amrezy's Get Ready With Me? She's like a shining porcelain doll. Carly Bybel. Carly Bybel's body is like a Barbie doll. No, Barbie doll is more extreme. Anyway, Carly Bible, she had a baby, what, a year ago? She looks like she looked when she was 22. Like tiny, perfect body, perfect butt, long, gorgeous hair. Like these girls, you could appreciate them. But it's at a certain point, especially going through the pandemic, it's like, oh my fucking God. Like I'm fucking overweight. I'm eating. My skin looks like shit. I'm miserable. Like the world's on lockdown. No one really wants to see it anymore. That's the consensus that I've gathered. And listen, I have fake teeth and fucking fake boobs. I know that I drank the fucking Kool-Aid. I get it. But I'm also not let shut up because I'm not 90 pounds. I've always been curvier. I don't think, well, you, I'll let you decide and you could rip me a new asshole in my DMs if you'd like, you know, I'll take it. But what I'm saying is I know that that super picture perfect glamour person, people don't want to see it anymore. It's disheartening. It's not motivating anymore. It just feels like you're full of shit. It just feels like this is not real life. And also... People don't want to see the super, nobody wants to see the super glamorous hoarding wealth fucking bullshit anymore. Like Kylie Jenner being on her TikTok, trying to pretend to be relatable. Have you seen these? Okay. If you're not on TikTok, please get on TikTok. That's your homework for tonight. I'm going to start assigning homework. Everybody's back at school. Guess what? Homework. Get on TikTok. You could follow me on TikTok. It's at Tina Kosnick. If you don't want to see my beauty TikTok at Tina Kosnick. I do have a podcast TikTok that I, I'm going to start like posting about pop culture and my reactions, uh, 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 you know, at my big sister's podcast on TikTok. Okay, get on TikTok, even if you just scroll. So that way, when I talk to you about stuff, because that really is the new app. That's really where all of the current events, even news, like if you're not into pop culture, news stuff comes up on there. I only found out about the women in Iran over TikTok. Now, you don't know, you know I don't discuss politics. I am aware of what's going on and I will do my parts to do what's right. Just know that. But as far as politics and discussing it, I feel like it's I feel like it's not safe. Um I never you never know who's around you or who defends and I'm alone often. So I you know what I mean? I watch my piece of cues. So anyway, you could learn a bunch of different stuff on TikTok. Get on TikTok, please. So that way we could talk and you know what I'm talking about. 
okay, Kylie Jenner's on TikTok trying to be more relatable. And it's not relatable. She's sitting in a $250,000 car putting on her fucking lipstick that she gets people to buy that funds her fucking $250,000 car while people are applying to every fucking job that's open just to feed their kids and pay their bills. It's just, we're over it, okay? We're over it. We don't want to see it anymore. It's not like, I mean, I guess when times were better, looking into the world of the glamorous was really interesting. Now it's kind of like exhausting. There's too many things in the world falling apart to look at someone living in luxury and literally living a life that they created with all of the money that they have. That's so off-putting, okay? And listen, I know that, well, I don't really show a lot, so I really don't know what you guys think about what I have or don't have. But I'm the first to tell you that I did grow up with privilege. Um, I did not grow up wealthy at all. At all, okay? Unfortunately, my parents were broke. But being half white and being... And looking white, so I guess it's full white because I look white. And being cute, you do get a lot of privilege. And that's undeniable. Um, So I know that it looks like, like you're really not the person to say this. But I'm not wealthy like the big influencers. Oh, oh, oh. How fucking no, bitch. Okay. <laughs> I've been working fucking two to three, four jobs since I'm 17. A bitch is tired. I'm finally like more, I wouldn't even say more settled because when you work in entertainment, it's never consistent. It's tough. But I'm not outside on a nine to five and then doing stuff after work and then working on the weekend. I'm not doing that anymore. But I did it for so long. So I'm not where the other influencers are. That's why I feel like I could speak on it. Okay, even today, I'm looking for more opportunities. I want more things. I've always worked more than one job, which I really suggest as a woman, guys, listen, if you only have one income, find a second income, find a third income, find other ways to make more incomes, okay? Even if you're happy and comfortable, find more incomes. Trust me on that. And we'll get into that on a different day. Now, what I'm saying is people are tired of seeing that. They don't want to see it. They don't want to see the big, beautiful house. They don't want to see the fucking half a million dollar cars. They don't want to see the private jets. They don't want to fucking see the perfectly curated kitchen. They don't. Okay. So when Michaela came on the scene, she was very relatable. So relatable. The real relatable, not the fake relatable. I mean, this, the real relatable, like she didn't look absolute perfection like the other girls. She didn't have the beautiful, gorgeous beauty room like the other girls. She didn't have that. Did she aspire to have that? Yes, but she didn't. So following her felt more comfortable than following the Umbreezies and the I Love Studies and, and the Carly Bybells and the Jaclyn Hills. And there's a bunch of new beauty influencer girls that I'm not familiar with. I'm talking about the OGs. We like those women, but it's hard to follow them while we're struggling. I lost my job during the pandemic. Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't know about you, but I lost my fucking job, my full-time job, my first income. I lost it. That sucks. So following the girls who are still collecting checks for being beautiful and living in their gorgeous homes, it's not fucking fun. And it's not like you're bitter. It's just like, I can't see this right now. 
<laughs> you know what I related to as well? I'm not a jealous person as far as material things. I think when I was younger, I probably was. But I get jealous of health. Like when someone's super healthy, that hits me right in the, that hits me right in the fields. I get jealous of people who can be on the beach, people who can be in the sun, people who have great health as in like, they don't have to go for treatments. They don't have to fight with insurance companies. They don't have to look at $30,000 infusion bills. Like I get a little bit, you know, it's hurtful. I get a little, I'm just keeping it honest with you. I get a little, that's where I start getting like, oh, I don't want to fucking hear it. So yeah, when you see somebody in in a $100,000 car and just being looking a little entitled, it's like off-putting. So anyway, back to back to our discussion, we're going to talk about how influencers become off-putting and why does this happen and like why it's wrong and why people are are coming for Michaela. So, I'm going to play the audio for you. Michaela, so that's how she started. She's super relatable. People love to follow her because it was less threatening. And yeah. Now, she blew up, okay? She got really, really famous quickly and she got all these wonderful opportunities. And you want to see someone who came from the bottom. You want to see them win. You do. I do too. And you know me. I'm a girl's girl. I want women to win no matter what they're doing. I'm on everybody's side, okay? Good to... Even today, I'm on Michaela's side. I think that she's 23. I was a fucking idiot at 23. So I'm not about to throw stones from my glass house, okay? But I am going to talk about what happens and why, maybe just as an educational purpose, why you can't just be fucking saying whatever you want to say on the fucking internet. Michaela! (laughs) I'm going to take a sip of my coffee. I don't have iced coffee today. I have a hot coffee just because my throat's a little sore. So I have it in the Wawa cup. I have, it's a French vanilla cake cup with pumpkin spice creamer. I'm going to take a sip. I have my seltzer too, but I wanted something hot for my throat. I like tea, but I'm not ready for tea yet. It's only 1247 PM on Sunday. I want coffee. Okay. I'm still like, I'm usually up early, but I don't feel good today. So I'm very lethargic. Okay. Michaela in 2021. I don't know why it's resurfacing now. It is still Mercury in retrograde, so I'm guessing that's probably why. But Michaela in 2021, this is what she said. Are you ready? She went on her TikTok and somebody was telling, poor you. Somebody commented on one of her videos. Poor you. Report to a report to a job nine to five. LOL. <laughs> Someone said that to her and she got upset. I'm gonna play what she said. Let me start it over. Hold on. Caesar salad with a little bit of Caesar dressing. You know, I'm feeling like a fucking asshole today. So um, I'm going to clap back at people because I'm tired. I'm so tired. Every single day, I get up at 6 a.m. I spend about five to six hours filming video content that ranges from three to four videos. And I spend a few hours editing that video content. Then I have to work on my other social media profiles, whatever it may be, Instagram, whatever. It's fucking marketing. Then I'm in meetings from 12 to 5. I literally just finished work and it's 519. Try being an influencer for a day. Try it. 
Because the people who say it's easy are so far oh out of their my minds, God. try it for a day. It is not for everybody. In fact, it's for a very small handful of people who can actually do this job. Because oh. it's absolutely fucking insane. Oh. You do not want to have this job. I'm just saying. Oh. Alright, we got it. Okay. <laughs> now, I am an influencer. But a lot of you know, I don't know if some of you are probably new, um, but most of you aren't. And you know that I've had a nine to five since I was, I think I was 22 or 23. I'm just giving you a background so you see where I'm coming from. Um, before I had a nine to five, I worked, oh my God, the hours were like 12 to 12. Like the hours were great. 10 hour days, 12 hour days. And then I switched to a nine to five. The reason I switched to a nine to five was because I did want to be a content creator. So I would go to work nine to five. After work, I would do content creator stuff. On the weekends, I would freelance makeup. Um, while I worked the nine to five, during the lunch breaks, because I started getting popular. You remember the like the clown face era and I was posting outfits era. I was on Wall Street. Like I was doing well. So during my lunch breaks, I would go downstairs, meet with a photographer or go with a friend and change. And I wouldn't eat. I would go shoot pictures. And then after work, I would go to the gym. I was real skinny. I wasn't eating. I wasn't skinny because I was healthy. I was skinny because I wasn't eating. But I would work out as well. I would go to the gym. And then after the gym, I would go home and either shoot a YouTube video or edit a YouTube video. And these were tutorials. These were not quick 60 second TikToks. These were like full tutorials. I took a lot of them down because they weren't even that good. Oh my God, cringe. But they're on my YouTube channel. And then I would repeat that Monday through Friday. <laughs> I would repeat it Monday through Friday. And then on Saturday and Sunday, I would shoot more pictures or, you know, spend time with my boyfriend or try to see family or just catch up and do laundry and food shop and just sleep a little bit or be with friends or go out like anything outside of work, freelance makeup. And I would do that. And I did that for years. I did that until I got sick. And I posted this on TikTok with that audio because the audio is trending on TikTok. So you could put your own video to the audio. And I posted that I burnt myself out at 23, working three jobs to the point where I was so sick, I went blind and ended up in ICU. Now, my situation, I don't think that would happen to everyone. <laughs> my situation is obviously, obviously unique. However, This is why it is offensive to people who I and my point is, even doing that, it was not hard. It was not hard work. My nine to five in the city, I was a paralegal. Not hard. Doing content creator stuff, influencer stuff. Not hard. Freelance makeup. Not hard. You know, it was hard. Me putting all of those hours on myself because I had to because I had to live alone. I had to supplement my income. Living alone in New York City is extremely hard. I didn't have a fucking roommate. I don't have help. I don't have a rich family. I don't have it like that. Everything I have to do. So I'm also not qualified. I don't have a college degree. I don't have a lot of experience. The only stuff I've ever done is makeup. I needed health insurance. Like it gets complex, right? So I needed to figure out how to make other income and content creator stuff was like, oh my God, this is working for me. Let me lean into it but I also couldn't quit my nine to five because I lived alone. 
like there was nowhere else for me to live. I had to do it by myself. Rent to New York City is insane. I could, I had, if you live alone in New York City, like in the boroughs, including Staten Island, you can't, like, even if you do influencer stuff, you gotta stay working your job. Like the rent is insane. And this was years ago. The rent now is higher than I was paying then. And I had a tiny little apartment. Oh my God, I was struggling. So I say that to say, even that job is not hard. It's not hard. It's just a lot. Doing all of it at once was hard. I was exhausted and miserable. But what she is describing in comparison is, so she was basically saying she gets up at six, gets herself ready to film a couple TikToks, and then she's in meetings with her management because they're probably setting her up. Like, they're probably like, oh, can we meet with this brand and discuss what type of TikTok they want from you? And then you go over the guidelines and you go over the usage rights and you go over um, your contract and the creative ideas. And it does take a while. And you got to meet with your attorney and you got to meet with your tax people. And she probably does it all over Zoom. So she's explaining what I'm thinking as an influencer because I do it. I think what she's explaining is she wakes up at six, she gets herself together, then she films some TikToks. I just want to point out filming 60 second TikToks without, like, it's not a tutorial. The type of TikTok she's filming, I'm sorry, it's not complex. It's not complex. Is she good at makeup? Yes. Editing, we have no idea. She's not really editing. She doesn't have crazy transitions. She doesn't have any special light work. She's not outside doing crazy like vlogging. And and, and there's extremely creative people on TikTok who use editing to their advantage to express their artwork. That's not what she's doing. People follow her for her personality and her reviews. She doesn't even give detailed tutorials to learn how to do eyeshadow like her. So let's just call that what it is, hon. So she's waking up, she's doing these TikToks. She probably does film a bunch of them. And that does get overwhelming because when you work with brands, you have to do things specifically. And that part gets a little like overwhelming, right? Because you're filming this, you want to still sound like you, but you still have to meet these markers. You know, you could, most of us have like a little bit of li- a little list of like what you have to say, what you can't say and blah, 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 and fit it into 60 seconds. Is that hard? No, it's not fucking hard, please. Then she says that she's done with them and she has to edit them. When you're looking at your little phone screen, half the time, you could use your MacBook, but when you're doing like TikTok videos, you got to do it on the small little screen. You can get an iPad, which I kind of want because my fucking vision's going bad. <laughs> so I did these TikToks on my little phone. Oh my God. Anyway, back to what we're saying. You got you got to get on the phone. Now, I do want to point out the TikTok she makes, there's not a lot of editing. It's just cutting. It's called editing, but all she's doing is chopping. So she's just taking out the parts that aren't necessary. Is she adding overlays and special effects? No. So, okay. Anyway, then she's going into meetings where, I mean, I I don't understand what can be hard about that. And then she's done for the day. Does she eat in between that? Maybe not. Can she? Yeah. You could eat while you edit. I've done it. I used to edit on the express bus. I used to edit on the ferry. I used to edit on my lunch break in the conference room while I ate. I used to edit in the bathroom. Like if I had something to do, I would just run in the bathroom with my laptop. You can get it done, especially now that you can do it on your phone. I was doing it on my MacBook. I was bringing my fucking MacBook everywhere because I had to use iMovie for YouTube videos because this is when YouTube was big. We didn't even have TikTok yet. 
So it's doable, hon, as an influencer. Now, it, why is her saying that it's hard so off-putting? <laughs> because it's not. She's 23. She probably is overwhelmed. And with the amount of people that watch her videos, meaning she, her following is 10, at the time in 2021, she was 23, she had 10 million followers. That's a lot of people telling you that you're fucking ugly. It's a lot of people telling you that you're fat. It's a lot of people telling you that they don't like your accent. There's, it's a lot of people digging into you and making you feel like shit, right? It's also a lot of people cheering you on. It's also a lot of opportunity. It's a lot of fucking money. She makes a, a lot from the TikToks, okay? She makes a lot, oh my, the, I'm not even going to tell you the numbers because you're going to throw up. She makes an astronomical amount for those videos, okay? Now, was she experiencing being overwhelmed at the time? I'm sure. I'm sure. And listen, we all get tired and we complain to our friends. Like, I know that I have said to my friends before, like, oh my God, I have so much to edit today. Uh, <laughs> like a fucking idiot. Is this a hard job being home with my fucking puppy? No. Do I have the right to complain? No, I don't. That's why you complain in private. That's why you've never, ever, ever, ever seen me get on fucking in on the internet and be like, this is so hard. So don't fucking tell me. Absolutely not. It's just you have to have common sense to know that if you work a job that is not actually hard, there are spaces where you just, just like have a little decorum. Like don't just shut the shut up. <laughs> shut up. Talk about it with your friend and you too. Like if your friend's also an influencer. You two could talk about how it's like, oh my God, I'm exhausted. I got to take all these outfit pictures. I'm outside. These guys are hitting on me. You could talk about like with your friends and just like commiserate for a little bit. But to get on, on the internet and talk to the people who pay you, meeting your audience, and tell them that you're having a hard day while you're at home, in the comfort of your home, avoiding fucking COVID and monkeypox and fucking who... Oh my God, the subways in New York City and the fucking homeless outside in LA, avoiding all of that, you just don't get to do it. It's rude. It's tone deaf. Are you kidding me? Like, please stop. Now, she's 23. And I got news for you. I was not the best person at 23. I was exhausted. I was hurt. I went through a lot of my life. I was projecting that. I wasn't treating people fairly. I was being narcissistic. I was being self-centered. I had to unlearn all of those behaviors. I was also a piece of shit when I knew inside I wanted to be better. But I was tired. I was overworking myself. I couldn't even get my thoughts together to be a good person. I was fighting for my fucking life. I felt like I was treading water. Like I felt like I couldn't breathe. And what I'm saying is she's 23 and no offense to anyone who's 23 and listening to this episode right now, but you don't know the fucking half yet. <laughs> you don't know the fucking half yet. And when you feel like your life is overwhelming and maybe it is, which means it's true to you, that is your reality, but you have to find some sense in knowing that the problems you have today, you're going to wish you had. Okay. At 23, the problems I had, I fucking wish I had those same problems and not the problems I have today. 
Like, it's just... And that's just what it is. And I went on my Instagram stories on the on my Big Sisters podcast Instagram, and I said that, you know, I truly think, and I'm going to stand by this, that whole, we have to hold space for other people. No, we fucking do not. Listen to me. No, you don't. I know that's a really great idea. <laughs> and I know there's going to be a lot of moral policing, but you don't, okay? Because there are people who have it worse period. That's, that's it. That's the end of the sentence. And instead of feeling, what was me? You got to do a little bit of inner work and think to yourself, I'm really fucking grateful that these are my problems. And that's hard to do. It's sometimes you just want to let it out and that's fine, but let it out where it's appropriate. Do not let it out in front of 10 million people who literally finance your dreams. You can't fucking do that. I have hard days too. But am I ever going to talk to you guys and be like, this is, guys, this is really hard. Recording a podcast is so hard. I don't think I can do it. You're going to be like, you fucking dumb bitch. Like, shut up. Figure it out. And I've said, I don't know everything about podcasting. I don't, I'm, I'm doing my best to figure it out. It's complex for me. But is it hard to sit here and fucking talk into this microphone? No. Would I rather be a nurse? Absolutely not. Absolutely fucking not. Do you know that nurses have to change adult diapers. People throw up on you. They cough in your face. They try to hit you. They curse you out. They tell you that you're not good at your job after you just went through years of medical school. Like it's rough. Okay. So we've all had bad days at the jobs that we have, whether they're hard or not hard. We've all had an excessive work, even at jobs that are simple, like uh, my nine to five before I lost it during the pandemic was so easy. It was luxurious, okay? At a very easy position, very easy job. I almost couldn't believe it. Did I like it? Not really. I didn't like it because I was dealing with, um, I don't even know what I could legally say. I was dealing with circumstances within the people. So my tax, tax, <laughs> my tasks, my daily work was not complicated to do, but dealing with some of the people there really stressed me out because it feels so like I felt attacked almost in places where I shouldn't. This was a place I spent 40 hours a week of my life and I felt uncomfortable around these people. I think legally I can't even tell you. Maybe I'll say it on the Patreon where it's more protected, but you get what I'm saying. So did I like it? No, (laughs) but it was really hard. Did I complain about it? No, because I wasn't a fucking nurse. I wasn't outside fucking being a laborer. I wasn't a fucking corrections officer in a in um, a state penitentiary like or what or Rikers. You know what I mean? I didn't have a hard job. It was a cushy, beautiful job. It was easy. It was just the people I was dealing with. Hold on. I'm going to take a sip. So the point is, you can't, you got to know what you're saying, but she's 23. And there's also a, there's also a gray area of what's really happening to you and what's happening on the internet. And when you're on the internet so often, it becomes your home. And she became full time doing a content creator. So that is her home. 
So I think she felt a little bit too entitled to get on and say what she was expressing. I also have something else I want to point out to you. Prior to her being a full-time influencer, she worked at Ulta. Okay, that's not a hard job, babe. It's annoying. Customer service and retail fucking sucks. I've done it before. It's not a hard job. She also lived at home. She lived at home. And I don't know if she paid rent, but I did notice that when she lived at home, she had like a brand new Dodge Charger or something. Uh, How do you afford that at 22? A co-signer? How do you afford that working at Ulta at 22? A co-signer? Let me just say this. If you have parents who are who have any type of income that can co-sign for you, that's a privilege. If you lived at home and didn't have to pay your parents, that's a privilege. If you lived at home and didn't have to pay your parents so you could afford a car and your phone and stuff, that's a privilege. If you lived at home and you could save money to move out or buy a home once you move out, that's a privilege. And I think people forget that because living at home can be very hard. And when you look at it and compare it to people on Instagram who are flexing everything in their early 20s, it feels like you're broke, but you're not. You're not. When you don't have your parents, when your parents aren't financially equipped to help you should you fail, that is something it's way harder. And I feel like the people who have parents who can, who have their back don't really get it. But when your parents can't or don't want to help you and they don't, and you have to do it a hundred percent by yourself, I'm talking about, okay, listen to me. I'm talking about (laughs) not a dime. Like you're going for your first apartment. You live at home, you pay rent, right? Think of it Think about it this way. Living at home, you have to pay your parents rent. You got to pay for your phone. You got to buy your own food. You got to buy your own car. But you're living at home. How are you supposed to catch up and move out? Okay, so you catch up and move out. Now you moved out. You live on your own. You're paying all your own bills. What if you get sick and you can't pay your bills? Who's going to help you? Nobody. This is why what she's saying, even before her moving out by herself sounds ridiculous because when she prior to her moving out by herself because of the income she was making from influencing she lived at home had a brand new car and worked at Ulta unfortunately maybe she didn't want maybe she didn't put this into perspective and maybe people didn't realize this because I saw in her comments people are like it's crazy how you forgot where you came from sweetie she came from this she came from this She didn't come from poverty. To some people, it's considered poverty. But middle class is not poverty. Poverty is fucking poverty. Poverty is getting food from the church, from the soup kitchens, from the dollar menu, from the dollar store. Starving. Poverty is starving. Poverty is your lights off. Poverty is is $1 meals from Trader Joe's. Okay? Poverty is not a brand new fucking car, living in mom's house, working at Ulta, and then moving into an apartment once you've had enough money from your supplement income of influencing. 
That is not poverty. That's not coming from where you came from. That's no, no, no. She's coming from the privilege, babe. She's coming from it. That's why she sounds entitled. That's why her saying all that was very fucking comfortable because she unfortunately, like maybe she worked a lot of hours, but that's also self-inflicted. She doesn't have to do all those TikToks at once. She just is. She doesn't have to hoard all this wealth and and take every fucking brand deal that that will pay her her fee. You don't have to do that. You could turn some down if it's too much of a workload. You absolutely can. It's a choice. She could just post videos that she wants to post to stay relevant and not post tons of brand deals, which makes it more complex. But she did. It's self-inflicted. She doesn't have to go to McDonald's because she's got kids and nobody else will hire her. That's why it's so fucking off-putting. And it's not, oh, she did. Uh, she forgot where she came from. No, 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 no. This is where she came from. If you got to live at home and not pay rent so you could have a brand new car and save up to move out and not be in debt, you were privileged. And that's not a bad thing. I'm not saying it's a bad thing, but you do have to recognize what that is. If your parents gave you some money so you could start your life, whether it be $1,000 or 2000 or whatever, or put you through college or co-signed for you to go to college or co-signed your fucking car loan or gave you money to get your own apartment, privilege, that's privilege. That's privilege. People don't get that. You don't, you don't get, and maybe I only understand it is because I did not have that help. <laughs> Tell you that right now. I didn't. So yeah, Michaela posting a video like that is a very, it's, it fucking aggravates me and it shouldn't because I've come so far, but I've never had that privilege. I don't know what it's like to be like, Hey, can, <laughs> Hey, I'm struggling right now. Can I get, can I get some money? Like, I don't get to do that. I've never been able to do that. And that's nobody's fault. But it's, that's just how it is. And that's how it is for a lot of people. A lot of people. And here's the thing. People who are influencers, a lot of them who make it big and do really well, they do really well because it's possible that their parents have money or somebody's helping them and they don't have to worry about other things. Because when you have to worry about other things, it's hard to keep up with the influencer life. It's hard to be consistent. It's hard to be consistent. It's hard to keep up with the newest bags, the newest trends, the newest lighting, the newest camera, the places to go, making it to New York Fashion Week. Like It's hard to do that when you actually have a real life of poverty. When you don't have parents who are like, don't worry about it, I'll take care of the bills and everything, just do what you're doing and keep going, which is what most parents probably want. I'm sure parents set with that intention of like, let me take care of this so you could chase your dreams. But that's not how it is for everyone. Um, in my case, you know, I got really lucky with some really great brand deals, but I had a lot of stuff in the way where why I couldn't be consistent. A lot of stuff. I couldn't, you know, it's not that easy. I was sick for a long time and that really affected my career. Um, 
And then I was just scared. You know, there's multiple things. I'm not going to go into like a whole fucking pity case, but it's if you're even able to do it consistently and still like be creative to even have time to film the videos and edit them and take Zoom meetings and not feel like shit and not have doctor's appointments is a privilege. That's why this is so off-putting. And I think it's a perspective people forget. I, I've i noticed recently like that some, some of these younger kids, they really don't understand that if your parents are able to provide your basic human rights, you are privileged and people don't want to hear that. I know they don't want to hear that because I've had friends where I've tried, where I've peeped that like, <laughs> they don't realize they're privileged. And I'm just like, mm, I don't want to check them and make them uncomfortable. But it's like, wow, they really have no fucking idea. They have no, and maybe their parents worked hard for what they have and that's fine. And there's nothing wrong with your parents helping you. Oh my God. <laughs> I fucking wish. Okay. But if your parents were able to provide you with something, to make your life easier, that is a privilege. And it looks like that's what that was. I mean, working at Ulta and then being able to get your own place or having a brand new car, how the fuck did she pull that off? I'm guessing somebody fucking helped her. So to have any form of help is a privilege. Okay, having a co-signer, privilege. Having someone to help you co-sign. Do you know how hard it is to get an apartment? I had to lie. I had to lie and beg to get my first apartment. That's why it wasn't even that nice. And it was better than than most. But my first apartment was, oh my God, I had to lie. I had to lie to get it because I didn't have a co-signer or a guarantor or I, I couldn't get a nicer place. That, that was the best I could do. And yeah, so that's the point. I think people don't realize their privilege and it's very off-putting to get on get on the internet and tell that to people who are truly struggling. Now, do I think that you're allowed to complain? Yes, but watch where you're complaining. Check your audience. And the only reason I've learned this myself is because, you know, once <laughs> once I learned that things can get worse, I was like, holy shit. I changed my whole perspective. And then now when people, you know, say certain things to me like for example I get pretty upset when people talk to me about like oh wait till you're older it gets worse or you know you think you're tired now wait till you're older I get really upset for obvious reasons right and then in my mind I'm thinking they literally just don't know their audience you got to know your audience that's it I think people got really used to expressing themselves all the fucking time and being told that like you're supposed to hold space for them you don't need to hold space for every fucking body and people should start, you know, dialing it back a little bit and knowing their audience. You know, if you're with your rich friends and you want to complain about rich people problems, do that. <laughs> but if you're with your middle class friends and you want to complain about rich people problems, shut the fuck up. They're looking at you fucking crazy. You sound dumb. You sound fucking stupid. If you're with your healthy friends and you want to complain about you got a little headache or like your back hurts uh, do that. But if you're with your friend who has an illness that will literally never go away and only get worse, shut up because you sound fucking stupid. You know what I mean? Like you sound fucking dumb. I'm sorry. Like you do. You got to learn your audience because we've gotten to a place where you're not, you can't, 
you can't check anyone. Even now, people are defending Michaela like, oh, she's young. We should be allowed to check people. You don't have to hold space for every single motherfucking thing. And it's probably people with privilege who are trying to defend her. It's like an obsession with wanting to be the oppressed. You don't want it. Just appreciate where you are and keep fucking going and keep enjoying it. And if you have it in your heart, help other people. But don't act like you're part of the oppressed. Don't act like you're part of the group who's really fucking struggling and really fucking working hard. Here's the other thing. Do you know that when you're sick or have an illness, you can't get a good job? Did you know that? That's why I brought up there's people on chemo that are working at McDonald's. Because do you know that when you have a good job and you get sick and they find out you get fired? Happened to me. Do you know that? Do you know that when you are sick or if they find out that you're sick at your job, you start getting discriminated against? Do you know Do you know that when you fill out job applications, there is a box you need to check for your race, your gender, and if you have a fucking illness? And there are laws that state, well, people can't, people love saying this to me. They can't discriminate against you. That's illegal. How the fuck do you prove that? I was a paralegal. You can't prove unless it's blatant in a fucking email With the company name, you can't prove discrimination all the time. You can't. If you could, this wouldn't be an issue. They wouldn't be allowed to have the box there to check. But you can't fucking prove it. So you don't check the box, right? I've applied to jobs. I would love to have another full-time job. There's boxes you have to check. Uh, And if I don't check the box, but then I have, well, how many appointments is it now a year? I have six appointments a year that take all day. My appointments aren't just like an hour and I can run back to work. No, no, no. (laughs) The infusion takes six hours. That's a whole day. And you got to do it during the day. Um, So I'm missing six medical days where I'm not even sick. They're just doctor's appointments. Plus, what if I do get sick? I don't get sick time. What if I want to go on vacation? I can't. I got to use all my days for my medical needs if I want to hide it. No, they eventually fucking find out. And when they find out, what do you think happens? So people with illnesses end up working jobs that are fucking hard and they suck. So they'll be on chemo. They'll be going through treatments. They'll be on steroid treatments. They'll be literally fighting for their life, working an awful fucking job on their feet, standing for hours, being treated like shit, being yelled at by people, being degraded every fucking day. And maybe that's a perspective that people don't want to hear because I've learned that people don't want to hear it. They want to be validated in their own trauma and their own feelings all the time. And if you say like, well, it could be worse, they don't want to hear that. They don't want to fucking hear that. They don't want to hear that. And okay, fine. You don't want to hear it. But it, that's that's the reality. Whether you want to hear it or not, that's the reality. That's why... This young girl, even though she's 23, that's why it was fucking stupid of her to get online and act like being an influencer is hard. No, the fucking is it. The other thing is you didn't get, she didn't get popular for her talent. I don't know if anyone told her that. She got popular because she was so relatable. It was like a breath of fresh air. I remember saying that because I was, I was a fan of hers. It was like a breath of fresh air. It was somebody real. It was somebody like doing the beauty stuff that didn't look like a fucking work of art. Like she, it didn't look like someone completely perfect and injected and like a sculpture. She looked like a normal person. 
beautiful in her own way, but a normal person. It was like a breath of fresh air just to find out, oh, wait a second. (laughs) She comes from privilege. This was just sitting inside. She's not very different. She just looks different. There was no breath of fresh air. And maybe that's hard to hear. Maybe I lost some of you expressing my views on this. But like I said, you got to see where I'm coming from. I'm one of the people. And I, it's almost like you live a double life, right? Because I do have a lot of glamorous things and a lot of easy things. And I'm great. But that's also why I don't get on the fucking internet and pretend like some of it's hard. It's not hard. That's also why I don't complain about my illness at all. I don't. The only people who I say that I'm having a hard time with it is, I think it's my mom. I don't even think I tell her all the time when I'm having a hard time. I think sometimes she only knows because we'll get to the appointment and I have a fucking meltdown (laughs) because I can't keep it in anymore. But most of the time, I don't say it because there's people who have it worse than me. I am very fucking lucky. I'm sitting in this beautiful beauty room and I'm lucky enough that somebody loves me and didn't want me to fail anymore. You know what I mean? Like I got really fucking lucky, but it's luck. It's luck. That's it. She got really fucking lucky. There was no talent that carried her to the the edit. The TikTok videos were not edited in a specific way. It was like, oh my God, she's so talented. She's really good at eyeshadow. Do you know me? Girls are really fucking good at eyeshadow. It was right place, right time, really lucky. And she had the privilege of not having a fucking illness holding her back and not having to fucking, who knows, clean the fucking, when she lives at home, clean her fucking baseboards. And oh my God, please. There's so many different circumstances, but clearly it worked out, right? It worked out in her favor. Leave it at that. Appreciate where the fuck you are. Influencing is not a hard job. That's why so many people are able to do it part-time while maintaining their full-time job and their kids. So what she said is actually not true. So many people are doing it because it's really easy to do and there's an ass for every seat. There's people who like me, even though I'm a piece of shit and (laughs) um, I wasn't consistent as a beauty influencer. Like there's people who still like me. There's people who still like the the OG beauty gurus who are flawless and perfect and the best bodies in the world and the super glamorous life. There's people who still like the Kardashians. There's people who are still gonna like Michaela. There's people who still like the Ace family. There's people who still like Gabby Hanna. Like there's, there's people who still like Trisha Paytas. There's an ass for every seat. Influencing is so easy that people like Jeffree Star are fucking millionaires. That's how easy it is. That's why you can't get on the fucking internet in front of 10 million people and say, you, what did she say? <laughs> you try being an influencer. Like, try it. You're going to find out how fucking easy it is. Try it. If you want to be an influencer, go for it. The only reason I tell people not to do it, because I've said this before, don't be an influencer. The only reason I tell people not to do it is because looking at yourself and and getting on the internet and you just lose, you lose the comfort of like just sharing what you want to share. And there's beauty in just living your life and having your job outside of the internet and going on the internet and just enjoying it for what it is. And you lose that when you're an influencer, because then you think about like, oh, I should post this. I should do this. I got to think about every fucking word I want to say and what content am I going to do next and the pressure and the inconsistency of the bill and like bills and and being and paying them on time because you got to 
your payments aren't consistent with brand deals and how to stay relevant and the pressure to do things that maybe you don't want to do just to stay relevant and the pressure of aging, getting fucking work done, looking at your face so long that you're starting to think like, oh, maybe I should get this done. Maybe I should get comparing your life to other lives. That's why I tell people don't do it. Just mentally, it's fucked up. But is it hard to do? If you have a strong mental sense of self, go for it because it's easy. But if you don't, if you have ever had the thought, if you've ever looked in the mirror and been like, wow, I'd love to get my lips done, don't be an influencer. Because that it, it, it starts there. <laughs> but let me tell you something, it will escalate. It will escalate to a million different things. It's only recently that I've started to that I started telling myself, like, I'm not getting more work done. I did a little Botox, but I don't consider that work done. I feel like that's like so minor. But I've stopped myself from getting more plastic surgery. You know, it's it's way too much inner work you have to do. And if you're even the slightest bit insecure, within weeks, you will be crying, looking at yourself in the fucking mirror. You will tear yourself apart. Hold on, I need a sip. I hope I didn't go too off base here or offend anyone, but I just feel like it also, I just feel like it needs to be said. The complaints are just out of control lately. I also said on my Instagram that I think that therapy eggs on narcissists. I don't know if anyone's ever said that. I don't know how damaging that could be, but that's my belief. To be honest, I'll die on that hill. I think Therapy is counterintuitive for the people who are already narcissists or I just, I just do. I think it eggs on narcissists. I think people go in and lie and then get validated for the feelings that they made up. And then when they go back into the, when they leave therapy, their versions of reality are skewed, period. I think it eggs on narcissists. I know people go to therapy and nothing fucking changed. They've gotten worse. That's where my theory developed. And then you go on the internet and you see things like this. And it just feeds into what I'm already thinking. Like, holy shit, these people, you know, I don't even know if Michaela goes to therapy, but I'm just saying like the way that people just complain lately. I'm sure there's good therapists, but I feel like you have to go into therapy and be willing to accept the things that you need to change when your therapist is like, try this and do this. Okay. You got to actually do the things. But if you go into therapy and you're not receptive and you just are looking for a space to fucking complain, nothing's going to get better. You're just getting your shit validated because you can't complain about your about all the narcissistic, narcissistic self-involved, fucking self-centered thoughts you have to your friends who think you sound like a fucking idiot. You can't just pile on to someone and trauma dive onto someone. You don't get to do that to everybody. Everybody's got their own shit now. The world is fucking, the world is falling apart. We all have our own trauma at this point. There's no, I don't even know anyone who doesn't have their own personal issues that are deep and fucked up, okay? So we can't just trauma dump on each other. You gotta go to someone where it's safe, it's a safe space to, to speak. Now, I think people are going in with the wrong intentions. They just want to scream into a void. They don't want to be checked. They don't want to get better. They don't want a better perspective. They don't want to hear, okay, well, you know, you got to start looking at it like you're really lucky to be there. They don't want to hear that. And this is why I think therapy eggs on narcissists. 
Because if you're not willing to change your behaviors and your thoughts and your thought powder, pattern, it's not going to. And then you go back into the world and you have this sort of entitled thinking of like, no, I'm I'm allowed to feel this and and you should hold space for my feelings. Let me fucking tell you something right now. When someone complains to me about something dumb while I'm getting an infusion for six hours, I'm not holding space for you. I'm sorry, I'm not. Oh, no, I'm not. When somebody my age is totally healthy, they look fantastic and they're complaining about, oh my God, but I have to do this. I'm not holding space. I'm not. I'm sorry, I'm not. I'll pretend because in conversation, it's like I'm not about to be fucking rude to them. But in my head, I'm like, I'm a little off put and I'm not holding space because it it's just, it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. You got to start having the perspective of I'm lucky that I can even do this, which is what I tell myself. It's the only way I'll survive. I'm lucky that my situation is not worse. I'm really fucking lucky. And some days it's so hard on me that it's hard for me to remember that, that I have to. I have to purposely, intentionally repeat it in my head. It could be worse. You're lucky you could see again. You're lucky because I went blind. I got my vision back. I'm lucky for that. Is it back 100%? No, it's not. Did I Do I still have brain damage? Yes, I do. <laughs> Can you fix brain damage? No, you can't. But I'm lucky I don't have, I'm lucky the brain damage didn't get worse. I have to keep repeating it. I have to be intentional. Because I do not have it the worst. There are people on chemo working at McDonald's because they got cancer. They Their job let them go. But they still have bills to pay. In the fucking movies, when you see that somebody's sick and they, they, they get to rest and someone's taking care of them, it's in a movie. That is not fucking real life. When I was sick, I was in the hospital. They wanted to keep me for like a full nine days or something. My mom can co-sign this. I was flipping the fuck out because I had clients. I lived on my own. I didn't have any more days off. I didn't have paid days off. If I didn't get back to work, I would not be able to pay the fucking bills. There was nobody with money who was going to help me. I had to go back to work. So I cried. I begged the hospital. And they were like, you can't leave yet. We can't let you leave. Like, you have to stay on this treatment. Uh, 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 and I cried and I, they were like, well, you have to call out of work. Literally, these fucking doctors who are making an incredible income are telling me you have to go back to you. You have to call out. You can't go back to work. I was literally looking at them like, are you are you living? This is when I learned people live in a fucking different world. You're living in a different fucking dimension. That is not how things go. I don't get to call out. And I remember screaming at them and saying, I don't. I've already been out for five days. I don't get to call. I'm blind because I couldn't call out earlier to go get checked out. I don't get to call out. That's not how things work. I need to go do my freelance clients tomorrow to make that. Two, I think at the time it was like, what, $200? I had two people, $200. I need to go make that $200 or I won't be able to fucking pay the, the fucking electric bill and food shop. The fuck you think this is? And then they finally, they like got together in their little circle (laughs) and they were like, okay, we're going to send you home, but you have to 
go on this amount of steroids. It's going to be hard, but you have to go on this amount of steroids when you get home. And I was like, yeah, give me whatever you got. I don't give a fuck, but I got to go. I got to show up to work tomorrow. Sick as hell. So I left that day. They discharged me. And I remember going to my clients the very next day. Sick as fuck. I did not have my vision back all the way yet. I was profusely sweating because of the amount of steroids I was on. I didn't sleep that night because you can't sleep when you're on that much steroids. And I don't mean to give you a pity story at all. I'm trying to give you the perspective of the reality of what happens when you get sick. You don't get to call out. Jobs don't want sick people. Being able to be an influencer who is successful enough to make 20000 a fucking TikTok video, that is someone's whole yearly salary. And then if you're sick, you could just stay home and rest a little bit and recover is such an incredible privilege. Holy shit. It's insane. And then to go back on the internet and say like, people can't do this job. No, sweetie, you can't do a real job. It's you who can't work hard. You're literally literally admitting that doing what you're doing is too hard for you, that you're having a meltdown and want to make a TikTok video about it. it. The job is too hard for you. You're the one who can't handle it. There's people who are doing incredibly hard jobs that they can fucking do your job and run circles in it. They probably just don't want to. No one's ever opened them up to it. No one ever told them that they could. They don't have something to offer that is internet-based. But there's people who can keep up with your schedule and then some and have kids and be sick. There's people who could do what you're doing and then some. That is just the truth. It's not very kind. It's not very forgiving. And it's not a popular opinion. And I'm sure some people are going to fucking send me hate comments or hate DMs or whatever. And that's fine, but it's just the truth, okay? I'm never gonna come on here and bullshit you. This is also, like I've said, it's a a virtual diary for my siblings. And I hope this is a lesson that they learn as well. Things are not gonna get handled for you. It could always be worse. Keep your fucking perspective. Stay humble. Be grateful. If you can help others, help others. And understand that you got to be grateful for where you are because I promise you, you think you're struggling now? Oh, it could get worse. Because at 23, I thought I was struggling. I thought I was going through a hard time. I was like Michaela. I probably would have said to me, I probably said something like that. Who fucking knows? I might have. I can't remember because I have memory loss, but I'm sure I remember being a fucking entitled little bitch. Who knows? I don't even know why I felt so entitled. I remember being 23 and a fucking idiot. And then things got worse and I understood. I learned my lesson. You can't act like that. It's never going to (laughs) land. That's It's never going to fucking land. It's never going to land. It's just not. Talk about it with your friends. Get in a little influencer fucking group chat and you can all commiserate together. Do not tell the working class people and below how influencing is hard. It's a lot of steps. I'll tell you that. Listen, it's a lot of steps Oh my God, it's tedious. It's tedious. Like Halloween, let's use Halloween videos. I might not even do that many and I've slowed it down because the Halloween videos take hours. Is it hard? No, it's not hard. It just takes hours 
right? And you sit in the same spot and your butt starts to hurt. <laughs> and then your battery dies. And you got to make sure the 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 lighting is, has continuity in it. Like make sure the lighting is balanced the whole time. And then after that, you got to fucking edit it down to a certain amount of minutes to put it on YouTube. And then maybe you want to re-edit it and make it only 60 seconds to make it on a TikTok. And then you want to do transitions. It's just like a lot of tedious work. Like a lot of things to remember. It's good to like make a little to-do list beforehand. But if you're doing it yourself, it's like a lot of tedious work. Even this podcast, like I don't have visual to go with it because I'm doing it by myself. I don't know yet how to line up the audio with the visual and set up the camera and set up the lights and do it all by myself. It's so many steps. I don't know how to upload that. Like I have to learn all that while I'm still trying to keep up with doing a con being a content creator, looking for another part-time job, being a freelance artist. Like it's not hard. It's just a lot of fucking steps. And every Every fucking month, the algorithms change and you got to try to stay on top. You got to try to stay relevant. You got to try to follow the pop culture. So your topics are aligned with what's currently going on. It's just a lot of things to keep track of, like social media managers. It's just like a lot of things on your to-do list. But is it actually hard to do? No, it's not hard to do. It's just not. There's a lot of things you have to do. It's complex. It's a lot of things you have to learn. It's constantly learning. It's constantly trying to stay relevant. It's constantly trying not to hate your own fucking face. <laughs> but it is not hard to do. So I'll say that. Like, it's it's a lot of things to do. And also, her hours seem nice. Influencing, it's kind of like 24 hours. Because if there's a new trend on TikTok, you got to do it right away. If there's, it's just like, it's like 24 hours, especially like the more followers you have, you want to answer every comment. It's like 24, especially in pop culture, it's 24 hours. You got to keep up with everything that's coming up. I was going to do a different episode today. I wanted to talk about um, side piece culture, <laughs> which I still kind of want to do. Let me know if you're interested. Let me know if you don't hate me after this and we could do that for the next one. But um, this came up and I thought it was a better topic. So I switched my entire uh, game plan here. And this is what we're talking about. So yeah, that's what I have to say about it. Also, one more thing. She was, people pulled up that in 2018, she was commenting mean shit on Jaclyn Hill's pictures. <laughs> oh my God. Ah, Michaela. But I mean that this is what I always tell you guys. Hurt people, hurt people. She was probably home. I I don't know if this is true. This is alleged. I think that maybe whoever she lived with wasn't that nice to her. Or she was bullied as a kid. Or who fucking knows? I don't know. But I do think that, you know, she came from something. I Somebody helped her get a brand new car. She only worked at Ulta. She didn't struggle. She... When she, by the time she moved out by herself, she was already making influencer money. She was not wondering how she was going to eat tomorrow. Do you know what I'm saying? But she, I guess in 2018, she was commenting on Jaclyn Hill's pictures. Oh, it must be nice to just make YouTube videos all day. <laughs> just to turn around and sound just like Jaclyn Hill. Because Jaclyn Hill's another one. She's always complaining on her fucking Instagram story. And I like Jaclyn Hill. But does she complain every single day? Yes, she does. <laughs> People love to complain, though. 
Like, especially I think because influencers just, I think when that's their only job and they, and that's their whole reality. Well, I think complainers, okay, let's, let's take it out of the influencer space. I think complainers love it because you do, they do get a feeling like after you complain, it probably feels good. Like you got it out. And I think people forget what it sounds like. Like if you're someone that complains all the time, everyone around you hates it. (laughs) They do. They do. If you just complain, 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 they don't want to hear it. They don't want to hear it. If you're getting out of work and you call your friend and you're just unloading about work, your friend don't want to hear it. Do you know what I mean? I think complainers forget what they sound like because it feels good to let it out. It feels good to have someone validate you. But when it's so often, when it's all the time, it's exhausting and nobody wants to hear it. And I feel like they just like lose, they like don't notice it. Because people tell Jacqueline every single day, you all you do is complain, all you do is complain. She don't, she don't stop. Like she fully doesn't see it. But I've seen this in real life. Like people who complain all the time, they do not see that they complain all the time. They don't hear themselves. So I don't know what that is. If you know what it is, let me know. I don't know what it is. The constant complaining, like I, I genuinely don't know what that is. I think it's just like the desperation to be heard or like they need to be validated. I don't know. But the constant complaining is never going to land. We're not in a space where somebody like we're just not in that space anymore. Like everybody has their own thing. And then it's also people have really terrible things going on. They do. The world has not gotten easier. It has not gotten better to deal with. It's it's only gotten harder, especially after COVID. And um, nobody wants to hear it, period, especially if you're rich. Like we're in a recession. We don't want to hear from the rich people. <laughs> we don't. That's just not how it goes. You don't want to hear from the rich people. So anyway, that's how I feel about it. I hope that you understood where I was coming from. Um, I hope it didn't offend anyone, but I am going to stand by what I said. And also, I'm going to tell you, I do already forgive Michaela. Like, I'm not trying to bully her. Like, if I thought she was going to hear this, I wouldn't have said half the shit I said. I don't think she's going to hear this. I don't think she's going to give a fuck about what Tina Cosling has to say on her 13 million million follower fucking... Didn't she make like $12 million last year? She's sitting in her her $12 million home. She don't give a fuck what I got to say. So if I thought she would hear it, I wouldn't have said as much as I said. I never want to hurt her feelings. And I already forgive her. I do think she will get older. By the time she's like 26, I think she's going to look back at this and be like, holy shit, why did I say that? If she hasn't already. I do think her perspective will change. I think as she grows and becomes a more adult woman, she'll realize that the problem she has, she's lucky to have period. Like you don't know until you know, like that's it. You just don't know until you know, it's just better to learn your audience, but you don't know until you know. So I'm not, I I was giving, I sounded harsh, but mm, you know, I'm not going to put a woman down. I'm just not going to do it. Do I think that was stupid Michaela? Yes, I do. But I do think you're I think your perspective will change. I think you will grow. I think at her core, she's a good human. She wants to be a good human. 
She just wants to do her makeup videos and live her life and get married and be with her puppy. I get it. I get it. She put herself in a better position and she wants to continue doing that. And I think through her career, career she'll learn you got to have some media training. You can't just get on the internet and say whatever the fuck you want to say and expect no backlash, period. And it's not even about cancel culture. Nobody's fucking canceling her. She didn't hurt anyone. She said something dumb. She's not going to get canceled. People are still going to love her. She's going to get brand deals. She probably has a huge savings account. She'll be fine. She's going to come on the internet. Let me, let's make a prediction. I think she's going to come out with a crying apology. I think there'll be a hint of smugness in it because she still is 23. And I think as time goes on, she will do some self-exploring. Maybe she'll get into therapy. And I think as time goes on, you'll see that she'll become a little bit more humble and a little bit more down to earth and watch what she says on the internet. I think she'll take a little bit more time off. I think that some of her exhaustion is self-inflicted. She doesn't have to do that many videos. She doesn't have to do that to herself. If she wants to take a nap at 2 p.m. till 5 p.m. just to get some rest, she can. You could schedule your meetings. When you're that in demand, you could be like, I'm not taking a meeting this day. I only do. You could change your schedule. She could make it so, listen, I only take meetings on Fridays. Monday through Thursday, I record and edit my videos and I make sure I get rest. Saturday and Sunday, I don't work. She could do that. It's a choice. I think she'll start implementing a better schedule that doesn't exhaust her. And, you know, hopefully she gets a little bit of a reality check because she will ruin her career if she continues to be smug and entitled. It's just it's it's never going to land and people are going to slowly they're not going to like it. Um, That's my prediction. And those are my thoughts. Did I miss anything? Let me check my phone real quick. Let's see if she oh, before we log off here. Let's see if she responded. She didn't respond to me. I asked her if she had a comment about anything just in case she wanted to defend herself in any way. She didn't respond. But I doubt she's on her phone. People are fucking blowing her up. She didn't. As of right now, it is 1.46 p.m. She did not upload anything else. She didn't post on Instagram. I don't have her Twitter. She hasn't made a statement. If she does, I'll repost it on the podcast Instagram. Okay, guys. Let me know what you think. Am I a piece of shit? Do you hate me now? If you do, my friend just sent me something. Let me make sure if it's. I work for a small breakup brand. Make, hold on. I just got a TikTok. I work for a small makeup brand. We reached out to her manager and she wanted 85K for one TikTok. <sighs> she makes 80,000 for one TikTok. Yeah, we're going to end it. On, we're going to end the episode on that. Let me know your thoughts. I love you guys. Stay well. Talk soon. Am I changing my outro? No. Stay well. I love you. Bye.